Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 15th of February, the 46th day of 2021, with 319 days ahead of us until 2022. Today, we're a few days into the year of the ox. Chinese New Year, the spring festival, having begun this past Friday and continuing to next Monday. Today, we've got a happy medium holiday, although neither Lincoln's birthday, which was this past Friday, nor Washington's birthday, coming up a week from now, today is President's Day. And tonight, maybe some of our local ice fishermen will be appreciating the temperature of 6 degrees Fahrenheit, close enough to the deep freeze in this otherwise mostly warmish winter. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide had approached 108 million, amounting to an increase of at least 3 million cases globally since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week bordered on 27.5 million, an increase of over a half million cases since the week before. This past week, all of us at the University of Maine and Orono who are spending any time on campus began participating in spit tests, which are to continue every week throughout the semester. Elsewhere concerning COVID-19 on the planet, India has been maintaining a distant second place worldwide this past week with over 10.9 million confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus. Brazil continues in a not-so-distant third place worldwide with 9.7 million confirmed cases this past week. The UK remains distantly in fourth place with over 4.1 million cases, leaving Russia closely in fifth place with 4 million confirmed cases. France is not far behind in sixth place with about 3.5 million confirmed cases. Spain is again in seventh place with nearly 3.1 million confirmed cases. Deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday were eclipsing 2.4 million. Meanwhile, here in the U.S., total confirmed COVID-19 deaths near the end of this past week approached 475,000, an increase of at least 19,000 from the previous week, amounting to an average of 2,714 per day, or nearly two fatalities every minute. Important to remember is that the U.S. has only 4% of the world's population, though at least 25% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases, and almost 20% of the world's COVID-19 fatalities. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet. Beyond doubt, we are absolutely the most hospitable people on Earth to the novel coronavirus. Elsewhere internationally, second place for COVID-19 fatalities again goes to Brazil, with its total of 235,000 deaths from the virus since the beginning of the pandemic. Mexico continues in third place, recording 170,000 deaths due to COVID-19, and India is again in fourth place, with close to 156,000 coronavirus deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. Heavenward and the northeast sky around 9 to 10 p.m. tonight and tomorrow night, Find the Big Dipper and then let your gaze descend the handle, following the natural arc to the harbinger of spring, the brilliant star Arcturus. And early afternoon on Friday, we'll have our first quarter moon. Today in 399 BC, Socrates was sentenced to death by Athenian administrative officials for impiety and for corrupting the minds of the city's youth. 
Today in 1676, Isaac Newton wrote to Robert Hooke, declaring, If I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. Today in 1922, Guglielmo Marconi became regular broadcasting in Essex, England. Today in 1932, George Burns and Gracie Allen debuted as regulars on The Guy Lombardo Show. Today in 1936, on the same day that Adolf Hitler announced the construction of the Volkswagen Käfer, or the People's Beetle, in Wolfsburg, Sonja Henny of Norway became the most successful Olympic figure skater ever by winning her third consecutive gold medal at the Winter Games nearby in Garmisch-Partenkirchen. Today in 1950, Walt Disney's animated film Cinderella premiered in Boston, and today in 1989, after spending nine years attempting to support a struggling communist government, Soviet troops withdrew from Afghanistan. Today in 1882 in Philadelphia, John Barrymore was born as the younger brother of Lionel and Ethel. John's earliest work was as an editorial cartoonist for the New York Evening Journal, but his father Maurice persuaded his 18-year-old son to join in a few performances of the short play A Man of the World as a side job. Meanwhile, biographer Ed Morrow tells us, young John, who had been drinking at age 14, was somewhat lazy and unable to meet the newspaper's deadlines for his artwork, and was soon fired, opening the way for him to accept the next job he could find as part of an acting troupe bound for Australia by way of San Francisco, just in time during his layover to experience the 1906 earthquake, though having been on a bender the night before, John slept through the megatemblor. Following the tour of Australia, John became a successful stage actor, noted for his Shakespearean roles. In Hollywood, he became a matinee idol, appearing in 1932 and 1933 in such classic films as Grand Hotel and Dinner at Eight, respectively. Along the way, John Barrymore would cross paths with singer Rudy Valley, who since 1929 had been hosting the popular radio show The Fleischmann's Yeast Hour, later to be called The Seal Test Radio Hour. Barrymore would be a frequent guest of the Once Upon a Time UM student who had made the main Stein song famous. Other guests included George Gershwin, Sophie Tucker, and Marlena Dietrich. Today is also the birthday of Galileo Galilei in 1564, of Cyrus McCormick in 1809, of Charles Louis Tiffany in 1812, of Susan B. Anthony in 1820, of Cesar Romero in 1907, of Harvey Corman in 1927, of Melissa Manchester and Jane Seymour in 1951, of Matt Groening in 1954, and of Chris Farley in 1964. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the ninth official week of winter.